Oh, yes. Father of heaven, be glory in your presence this morning, O oh God. We lift your name up above any other name. We thank you, Father, for what you continue to do in our lives. We thank you, Father, for the good work that you continue to do in our lives, O oh God. We thank you for your faithfulness, O oh Lord. We thank you for your love, O oh Jesus. We thank you, Father, for the gift of life, for the gift of salvation, O oh God. We thank you, Father, for the gift of eternal life, O oh God. Father, you are faithful. You continue to bless us. You continue to protect us. Father, we glorify you. We magnify you, O oh God. And we are grateful, O oh God, for everything that you do for us, for our children and our families, for our wives and our husbands, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, O oh God. We thank you, Lord, for this day that you have given us, O oh God. And you said, O oh Lord, we must rejoice in it. And we shall rejoice in it indeed, in the name of Jesus, O oh God. We thank you, Father, for this opportunity that you have afforded us, O oh God, to share your word with your people in the name of Jesus, O oh God. May you touch them, O oh God. May they open their hearts unto your word, O oh God. May they accept your word, O oh God, because your word is life, is eternal life. May they accept it today in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh Lord, let me not be carried away, right? Um, let me take this time to greet you, brothers and sisters, wherever you are. There are people that are in America right now. There are people that are in Europe, Asia, Africa. Let me just say I love you guys with the love of our Lord Jesus Christ, all right? And I thank you very much for always tuning in to the word of God that that is that shows that you know we are getting somewhere we are getting somewhere I know you love the word of God I just want to say I thank you I thank you I thank you indeed I am latter-day preacher from South Africa this is your favorite podcast deep utterances of the word of God where we go deep in the word of God today we have come back yet again to give you the word of God to go deep in the word of God. Um, today we are, today's theme, um, today's theme, um, basically we are looking, we are on the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 18, verse 10 to 18. Today we are talking about um, the armor of God, the elements of the armor of God. We are talking, hopefully, and I know that the Holy Spirit will help me to divide this word, this scripture in the name of Jesus. He is worthy. He is worthy indeed. Thank you, Jesus. Well, 
The music that you hear from the background, it comes from a brother that is called Benjamin Tobe. He is a pastor, a man of God, He's very blessed man of God, a worshiper of God indeed. With very, he is actually a legend in South Africa. You know, um, he's actually a legend. He's produced some beautiful music over the years and I love him. I love him. Pastor Benjamin Dube. Yes, yes. God keeps on doing um, amazing things indeed. Thank you, Jesus. Let us continue with our word, okay? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, as I said before, we are on the book of Ephesians, right? We are on the book of Ephesians chapter 6. We are going to begin at verse 10 looking at the armor of God. What is the armor of God? What are the elements of the armor of God? The essentials within the armor of God. You know, we, we have to divide this word in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He keeps on doing great things indeed. Oh, yes. Um, let us read. Let us read our word. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him. That strength which, which his boundless might provides. Right? Now, this is Paul, obviously, um, talking to them. Uh, um, to the to the church, or in Ephesus, to the church, in the to the church. Oh Lord, uh, okay, okay, okay. Now everything is all right. I was losing something here, but we are back at it. We are back at it indeed. Now let us read uh, verse eleven. Put on God's whole armor, okay? Whole armor, okay? Uh, today, I am uh, reading the Amplified Version of the Bible, right? Amplified Version of the Bible. So, put on God's whole armor. So, the armor of a heavy-armed soldier which God supplies, that you may be able to successfully to stand up against all the strategies and the deceits of the devil, right? Now, Paul is saying to the church in Ephesus, put on God's whole armor. So you cannot put on a part of it. So that means that you must put on the full armor of God. We are going to explain what this armor entails, right? What this armor entails in the name of Jesus. So he says that that you may be able to resist. So there is a purpose for putting on the whole armor of God. And number one purpose is that so that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger on the evil day of danger and having done all this crisis demands to stand firmly in your place right so there is a purpose that we as Christians that those who call themselves born-again Christians 
those who call themselves saved, who call themselves saved, that there is a purpose that we, and there is a reason why we talk about the armor of God. And there is a reason why we must put the whole armor of God. And number one reason is that so that we may be able to resist. Remember what the Bible says. I, I can't. Uh, is it Timothy somewhere there? Uh, I can't recall exactly the scripture where it is. But the Bible says that resist uh, the devil and he will flee. Right? So now Paul is saying here. Therefore, put on complete armor of God that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger. So the evil day of danger. When Paul talks about the evil day of danger, I would think in my mind, the evil day is like, for instance, let, let, let me make an example. We have, we've, we've been the whole world you know, have been in under oppression of, of the same virus, of the same um, uh, strain, which is the COVID-19. You know, we've been on a lockdown. Most countries, South Africa is still on lockdown, even though it's on level one now. But there are countries who are still on hard lockdown. There are countries like India right now where the coronavirus is, is causing havoc. We've been there. And it seems like even here in South Africa, we are going back there because the numbers now are starting to rise yet again. So this is, a, 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 this is what Paul here is talking about when he's talking about the evil day. So when most people are giving up, when most people are ready to throw in the towel, and most people saying we will perish because of this COVID-19, then the children of God who are born again, it is now time, so as soldiers of the cross, it is now time that we go to war and we put on the full armor of God. We put on the full armor of God, not because of us only, but we put on the full armor of God on behalf of the saints, on behalf of our children, our husbands, our wives, on behalf of our nations, on behalf of our extended families. Why? Because we have to pray. And you can never pray effectively unless you put on, until you put on the full armor of God. The full armor of God. Praise God. Because we, we know one thing. You know, the world, look at this as a physical thing. We do know as Christians, those who are drawn in the spirit, know that this is not a, a physical war, but this is a spiritual warfare. Therefore, the best way that we fight our wars as Christians it is when we are on our knees, right? It is when we put on the full armor of God, right? That is the best time. That is how we know how to fight and defeat the, the enemy in the name of Jesus. So let us continue. Let us continue. Let us continue. Let us continue. So the Bible says in verse 11, put on the full armor of God, okay? So the armor of a heavy armed soldier, which God supplies, that you may be able to successfully to stand up against all the strategies and the deceits of the devil. So the devil is very deceitful. Remember what the devil did in the Garden of Eden. Remember what he did to Adam. Today, 
man fell from grace because of the devil because he is cunning and he has never ever been honest the devil has always been a liar and the devil has always been after those who call themselves children of god so we are the we are the enemies of the of the devil and the devil will do anything possible to 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 to, to make sure that um um he defeats us hallelujah to make sure that he defeats us hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So let us go to verse 12. Verse 12 of Ephesians says, For we are not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents. No, 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 no. Our war, we, we do not wage war um, against flesh and blood. No, 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 no. But Paul explains this beautifully in verse 12. He says that, For we are not wrestling with flesh and blood. So in other words, we are not contending only with the physical opponents, but against the despotisms, against the despotisms, against the powers against the master spirits who are the world rulers of the of this present darkness against the spirit forces of wickedness in heavenly supernatural sphere so do you know now do you understand who we are fighting against so our war it was never ever 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 against um um uh, uh, men like physical men our war has always been against the demonic spirits our war has always been against the devil praise god so anything that the devil does it is spiritual so praise mighty jesus that is why when we fight against the devil we must put on the full armor of god so those who understand the war that we are fighting then understand they know how to defend themselves they know how to defend themselves against the attacks of the enemy because the devil is cunning he's very deceitful he uses a lot of strategies that is why we must guard against the strategies of the enemy all the time so paul says here for we are not wrestling with flesh and blood contending only with physical opponents but against the despotisms against the powers against the master spirits who are the world rulers of the present darkness against the spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural sphere so now you must understand that we are not fighting against men we are not fighting against men our war is against the devil because remember even jesus was tempted by the devil when he came on this earth because this earth is ruled praise god it is ruled or it is governed by the prince of darkness the prince of darkness is the one who brought death unto us the prince of darkness is the devil so even though that is why the bible emphasizes on this that 
You must tell yourself, even though you are in this world as a child of God, you are not of this world. Because this world is not our home. We are aliens here. This world is ruled by the devil. And the time, and, and the devil now can see that his time, even on this earth, praise God, is coming to an end. That is why he's working tirelessly to make sure that he will not go to hell alone. But he will go to hell with men and women who call themselves men of God, with those who call themselves Christians. That is why he's deceiving Christians. That is why he's deceiving pastors. That is why he's deceiving apostles and prophets. That is why he seems like he's winning the war. But those who are in Christ, they stand firm. But those who are always putting on the full armor of God, Praise God. They wage the war against the devil and they stand their ground. Praise God. Because the armor that they are wearing is not their armor, but it is an armor that has been applied, that, that has been supplied by God. So the Bible says, let us go to, let us go to verse 13. Verse 13. So, Therefore, put on complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day. Danger. On the evil day of danger. And having done all the crisis demands to stand firmly in your place. Now, verse 14 says, Stand therefore. Stand therefore. That means, you know, that means, Hold your ground, having tightened the belt of truth. So there are elements in the armor of God that we should be on the lookout for. And one of those elements, one of those essentials, it is the truth. Hallelujah. It is the truth. The Bible says that we must wear the truth like the belt in our waist. That means we must stand for the truth. Because if the truth is not in us, therefore we are like the devil. Because the truth is not in the devil. The truth has never been spoken by the devil. The truth never exists, existed in the midst of the devil. So in him there is no truth. But the truth is in Christ. Remember what, the, what, what Christ says. He says that I am the way, I am the truth and I am life. So I am the life, the truth, and I am the way. So if you know the truth and if you stand on the truth, not just any truth, but the truth of God, then you are wearing one of the essentials of the armor of God, of the armor of God. But you are not there yet. You might know the truth of God, but there are some other elements that you must put on in order for you to resist, to be able to resist the devil, in order for you to be able to fight back, in order for you to be able to stand your ground. Hallelujah. Do we keep on doing all things? Thank you, Jesus. Now, having um, stand there for that means hold your ground, having tightened the belt of truth around your loins, and having put on number two, the breastplate 
Number two, the breastplate of integrity. The breastplate of integrity. Integrity can be defined um, as um, righteousness. That is because some other versions say that the breastplate of righteousness. Praise God. Hmm. Whose righteousness? Whose righteousness are we talking about here? So, I want you to imagine this soldier. Imagine this soldier. You know the, the, the drawings of Goliath. If you have ever seen the, the drawings of Goliath, if you have ever watched those old movies, if you have ever watched movies like Canon, know the, the, the armor that they're wearing there. Know the, the, the soldiers in the olden days, they would wear the breastplates, they would wear the helmet, they would wear those huge belts, and they would carry swords and, and shields. So imagine that. Now, now the Bible, we are like those soldiers, but soldiers in the spirit, because our war is not against flesh and blood. The war that you are fighting is not physical. So you will not see us wearing. So the, the armor that we are wearing, it is spiritual. You can only see it in the spirit, not with the physical eye, right? So you understand the things of the spirit. So the Bible says, therefore, having put on the breastplate of integrity and of moral, of moral rectitude and right standing with God. That means righteousness, it is right standing with God. So you can never claim to have put on the full armor of God if you don't have, if you are not standing on the truth of God. And if you are not putting on the righteousness, the breastplate of righteousness, right? Because when you are not righteous, that means you are not in the right standing of with God. Okay, that is why the Bible says that we must seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So his righteousness is important. Remember what the Bible says about Abraham. The Bible says he believed and it was traded to him as righteous. Therefore, God is looking for people who have faith that will be credited to as righteousness. That is why the Bible says that we must put on the breastplate of integrity. That means we must put on the breastplate of righteousness. Hallelujah. That means we must put on the, the breastplate of righteousness so that we will be in the right standing of God. I said truth is very important. Stand in the truth. Put on the, 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 the breastplate of righteousness right put on the breastplate of integrity so that you can be in the right standing with God so verse 15 says and having and having showed your feet in preparation so to face the enemy with the firm footed stability the promptness and the readiness produced by good news of the gospel of peace now we're talking about feet. So the feet that we are talking about spiritually, it is the gospel of peace. The Bible says that, and having showed your feet in preparation. So in having showed your feet in preparation to face the enemy with a firm footed stability. 
firm-footed stability in the gospel of peace. That means then, therefore, prepare yourself with the gospel of peace. How do I prepare myself with the gospel of peace? By hearing, by studying, by, um, by, by reading the word of God so that you can understand the gospel or what it means to know the gospel of peace. So you are preparing yourself now for the battle because you can never say that you are putting on the full armor of no, of God yet you don't know the gospel of God you don't know the gospel of peace right we talked about the truth you must stand firm in the truth we talked about the breastplate of faith we talked about the breastplate of righteousness and now now we are talking about we are talking uh, where is it we are talking about the feet right now right now we are talking about the feet and having your feet in preparation to face the enemy with a firm-footed stability, the promptness and the readiness produced by good news. So that means that the word of God produces or prepares you or it puts you in a process of readiness, all right, of the gospel of peace. All right, that means then therefore, you must not only know the gospel, but understand it so that it can prepare you for, right, for the battle at hand. Because our battle is eternal with the enemy until our Lord Jesus Christ comes back. Until our Lord Jesus Christ comes back, we will continue waging war against the devil. And he will continue to attack us. But in order for us to resist him and stand our ground, we must put on the whole armor of God. That is why today I am talking about um, uh, the, these elements. We talked about the truth that you must wear around your waist. Wear the truth as a belt around your waist. And then we're talking about the breastplate of righteousness. We talked about it. We talked about the feet. Now let us continue with the word of God. Now the Bible says in verse 16, lift up over all the covering, lift up over all the covering shield of saving faith, upon which you can quench all the flaming missiles of the wicked one. Hallelujah. Now, let's talk about the shield. Can, can you imagine the field, okay? Just have an image uh, of, of a shield of a, of, 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 an, of a soldier. Just have an image. Imagine it. You know, the shield. So the Bible says, cause the shield faith. Because the shield is referred to him as faith. Shield of saving faith so as you know that the bible says that it is impossible to please god without faith so without faith it is impossible to please god the reason um abraham was credited as righteous it is because of his faith because he believed so as you are putting on the full armor of god so faith 
I think it is a number one, the most important of, of all the elements. Okay, I put it up there because without faith, you, 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 you can pray and pray and pray, but your prayers will be in vain because you are not praying by faith, right? You are not praying by faith. The Bible also does mention something. There's a scripture in the Bible that say, you know, um, we pray but we don't receive because we don't pray by faith. Okay? We don't receive because we don't pray by faith. That means then, therefore, when we pray, we must pray by faith. So, using the name of the mediator as a point of conduct. So, using the name of Jesus. So, whenever we pray, we pray in faith, believing that what we pray for, we shall receive. So, as you are putting on the full armor of God, today as a child of God, maybe you are being attacked, maybe spiritual attacks, right? You have bad dreams, maybe you are saying things, maybe all of these things can happen. Maybe you are praying for your marriage, maybe you are interceding for your church, for your nation, whatever it is that you are praying for. And you are putting on the full armor of God. So faith is utmost of importance when you are going to pray. Because whatever that you are going to pray, we must believe that God will do it. And it takes a faithful man and a faithful woman to believe that God will do something. So your faith is like a shield, right? Your faith is like a shield. Your faith is like a shield which can quench all the flaming missiles of the wicked one. So whatever that the enemy is throwing at you, whatever arrows that the enemy is throwing at you, when you have faith, you are able to quench those arrows of the enemy. So because your faith becomes a shield that protects you from the arrows of the enemy, that protects you from the attacks of the enemy, that protects you from the spiritual attacks of the enemy. So when you are faithful, therefore, it will be credited to you as righteousness. So faith is very, very important. It's very imperative when you pray as a child of God because it is able to quench all that the enemy is trying to do. All the flaming missiles of the wicked one. All the flaming missiles of the enemy. That is what faith does. Right? That is what faith does. Verse 17. And take the helmet of salvation. And take the helmet of salvation. And take the helmet of salvation. So salvation then therefore the Bible here says it is what? It is a helmet. Alright. So if you're going to, to put on the armor of God as a soldier of Christ, you cannot leave your helmet at home and go to war. You will be in trouble. Okay. You cannot leave your shield at home and you will be exposed. That means your shield is your faith. So you cannot leave your shield at home. You cannot leave your helmet at home because your helmet must be there to protect you. Okay. So your helmet becomes your salvation. It's something that will save you. It's something that will save you. There will be no salvation if there is no spiritual helmet. Okay. So salvation comes when you accept that Jesus Christ is the personal savior, is your personal savior. 
when you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord, and when you believe that Jesus truly is a Son of God, He died and He was resurrected after three days for your sake. When you believe that and when you confess it, the Bible says that you are saved. So salvation comes when you have believed and confessed. So salvation must come. It's part of the armor of God. So you must put on the truth. You must put on the breastplate of righteousness, the truth, the belt of truth, all right? The breastplate of, 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 of righteousness. So we talk about the feet now, which represent the gospel of peace. We talk about the faith. Put on the shield as the faith. You must put on salvation as the, as the, as the helmet. Now we must talk about this. This is the last one. And take that helmet of salvation. We've explained this. And the sweat that, that, that the spirit yields. Now we talk about the sweat that the spirit wills. That the spirit wills, which is the word of God. Which is the word of God. The sweat that the sweat in this case um, that the spirit wills. It is the word of God. It represents the word of God. The sweat that a soldier of God carries represents what? It represents the word of God. Let us look at Hebrews quickly. Hallelujah. Let us look at the book of Hebrews so that the word of God can explain this better when we're talking about um, the, the, the sweat as the word of God. Alright? We're talking about the sweat as the word of God. Let us look at verse, Hebrews 4, chapter 12. Things. So, for the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. So, the the Bible says, the word, you see what the book of Ephesians says? The, the book of Ephesians says, the sweat that the spirit wields. The sweat that the spirit wields. Which means that the sweat and the spirit represents the what? The word of God. Now, the book of Hebrews chapter 4, chapter 4, verse 12 says, it defines the, the, the word of God. And it says, when it talks about the word of God, it is sharper than any two-edged sword. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. Right? That is what it is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, which is soul, and the immortal, which is the spirit, and of joints and narrow of the deepest parts of our nature exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts of the purposes of the heart. <laughs> I love it. You see, when, when the word of God defines, when, when the Bible defines the word of God, it is so beautiful. It is something that is, it is, it is sharper. The word of God is sharper than the, the, the two the word of God is sharper, is sharper than the two-edged sword. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. So the word of God, when it is preached or when it is taught, 
it, it, it is penetrating to the dividing line of breath of life, life which is the soul and the immortal which is the spirit and of joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and the purposes of the heart. In other words, the word must judge you. Praise God. So you can never claim to be putting on the armor of God as a child of God unless all these elements are there. There are six in total. We said the truth. We said righteousness. We said the gospel of peace. We said faith. We said salvation. We said the word of God. All these are the six elements. You're together, they make the whole armor of God. So you can never claim to put them. If you don't know the word of God, then there is something that is lacking with you. If you don't know the word of God or the gospel, you lack understanding of the gospel of Jesus Christ, then there is something that is lacking with you and you cannot put on the full armor of God. So you need to, to study the word of God. You need to understand these things. Praise God. So if you don't have faith, then you, your, your, your prayers are in vain, right? Your prayers are in vain. So if you are not a truthful person, when I'm talking about the truth, I am talking about the truth of the word of God. If you don't stand in the truth of the word of God, then your prayers are, are, are in vain. Praise God. If you, the righteousness is not there. If you are not a holy person, in other words, or striving to be holy or wanting to be holy, praise God. Praise mighty Jesus. Then your prayers will be in vain because you will never find God where there is darkness. So in other words, what I'm trying to say is that where there is darkness, you will see no light. Right? So light and darkness can never coexist. So God can never be in a, will never be or work or walk with a person who, who is in sin, who is living a life of sin. That can never happen. Right? That, that is something that we must understand. That's something that we must understand. So you must be righteous for you, praise God. You must be faithful. So that means you must be a saved person, a born-again Christian. So salvation is very important in these elements. Faith is very important. The word of God, you know, righteousness, and the truth of God. So all these elements, they make up the full armor of God. The whole armor of God is made by these elements. Let us end it there for today. Yes, Lord. Oh, Lord. He keeps on doing. Thank you, Jesus. He keeps on doing great things. I want to ask a question right now. Uh -huh. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? No, 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 no. In Him there is no failure. Oh, yes. His plan is not to harm me, but, but to prosper me. Jeremiah 29. I'm going to ask the question again. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? No. In Him there is no failure. Oh, yes. His plan is not to harm me, but to prosper. Yes. He's 
Oh yes, let us hold it there. Father, we thank you. We honor you, Jehovah. We bless your name, O oh God. We thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. It is a seed in our hearts, O oh God. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your covering, O oh God. It is indeed. We love you, O oh Jesus. We honor you. We bless your name. In the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Let us hold it there. I am Latter Day Preacher. This is your favorite podcast. Bye-bye.